How's it going, guys? My name is Jeffrey Hunt, and I'm here to bring you the introductory episode to the Thought Goblin podcast show. Now, over the course of the Thought Goblin podcast, I'll be covering a wide variety of topics with a plethora of different people. These people will either be experts or they'll be hardcore hobbyists in their related fields. Some of these topics will include, but are not limited to, firearms, technology, warfare, health and wellness, medicine, small business, entrepreneurs, entrepreneurship, and leadership. On this episode specifically, I'll be going over my background personally and what I bring to the table, as well as the new iOS 13.5 update for iPhones, what users might see, what they can expect, and what they might want to look out for. My background is that I am a small business owner and an IT consultant. I own the IT consulting company Virtue Systems 19 based out of Minnesota. I service small business and residential clients all across the Twin Cities metro. I specialize in cybersecurity as well as network administration. On top of owning an IT consulting company, I'm also a former EMT with both wilderness and tactical upgrades. I spent a lot of time studying under various surgeons, doctors, physician assistants, and field medics. Lastly, I'm a former armed contractor. Now, during those years, I spent a lot of time training with special force operators from various military branches, as well as agency departments such as FBI, DEA, ICE, and SWAT. Now, I'm no big shot military veteran, special force operator, anything like that. I don't have any medals. I have no military career to speak of. Um, but I do have a background in warfare, firearms, and that sort of thing. So I can bring a little bit to the table, but not nearly as much as some of my guest interviewers. Going forward, my interviews will be mostly raw and unedited, so as to keep the speech and communication as free-flowing as possible. Unlike this episode, which has a lot of cuts in it, um, I will be interviewing to the most live uh, extent as I can. I don't have a live platform yet, but when I get one, there will be a notification on my website, www.thoughtgoblin.com, and then I'm going to set it up so people can subscribe to it as well. Until then, um, I suggest just checking the website for the current and upcoming interviews. Along with the website, I'll also be creating a YouTube channel where you can subscribe and I will also be posting these videos. Eventually, I will go to live streaming on YouTube, but I'm not there yet. Something to look forward for in the future. My first interview coming up will be with Cameron Darling, who is a VIP host with the Tau Group Hospitality. He works out of Las Vegas, and he's a big connections guy. So anyone looking to set up a party can definitely hit up Cameron. Now, when I interview him, I'll be going over different topics, such as what's happening with Vegas in the current state with COVID-19, as well as what we're going to be seeing as changes and what we might miss out on slash what we might get to see in the future. Now to the meat of the episode, I'll be discussing the iOS 13.5 update released by Apple this past week. Now this update for iPhone users will be introducing the new code for the COVID-19 contact tracing built directly into the operating software. There have been different discussions whether this is um, a breach in privacy or how far this might go, but for today's 
current update, I can tell you that there really isn't that much data transfer happening between your phones and other phones that you might come across. The basic concept is that when you're walking around with this update installed, your phone is now emitting a rolling code essentially um, from your Bluetooth signal. Now this code is picked up by other phones and it has no data, no information about you or who you are or you know, what's your phone. It's essentially just an identifier. Now other phones will hold on to this identifier rolling code for roughly about two weeks. Now in the instance that you do come down with COVID-19, you can get checked and if you're confirmed with COVID-19, you can actually enter it into your phone and say, I have contracted COVID-19 and this is my testing date, such and such. Now, when you enter that information in your phone, what it's going to do essentially is go up to the big database in the cloud that holds all the master keys and the unique identifiers and say, okay, this master key and this master key and these unique identifiers were from somebody who contracted COVID-19. Now, it's going to spread that out to the database and other phones that are picking and pulling these uh these unique identifiers are gonna see okay i have come in contact with this unique identifier and this person said that they tested positive for covid19 now your phone is going to send you an alert it's gonna be like a pop-up screen saying okay you've come in contact with somebody who contracted covid19 uh, would you like to download this app, which will give you more information on the steps to take, the steps to take, and the things to do? So it will not force you to download anything, but it does give you the suggestion that hey, you might want to download this app to get more information on the steps to take and you know what to do, yada yada yada. Um, again, I reiterate that these unique identifiers that are being broadcasted from your phones are not going to have any connection to any personal information whatsoever. Apple and Google have done this in a fairly private and secure way. I would say the most private and secure way that they could for something in this regards. So I'm not necessarily wor worried about Apple or Google. Let me say that a little more hesitantly um, at this point. But in the future, I would be nervous about states and state authorities or maybe even other companies saying hey let's loosen up the restrictions and let's design this a little bit differently so we can get more information in fact um not too long ago i'd say a few weeks back france came out openly and said that they would like apple and google to loosen up the restrictions on this system so they could get more information for covid19 protection now whether i believe that or not doesn't really matter but still, it's something to look out for in the future. Apple said that they're going to be taking this system out of their operating software when it becomes a non-issue. So I assume when vaccines are created and we're not as worried about this anymore. Um, that being said, they also told us that toll booths would go away once the road was paid for. Did that ever happen? No, of course not. It's great income for the state, so they kept it up. Likewise, I don't know if Apple will truly ever take this out, but we'll see in the future. It's anybody's guess. Another minor but helpful change in this update is the transition from face ID to passcode. Now, with a lot more people wearing face masks, that covers up a general portion of your face that the phone needs to be able to see to 
um, utilize the face ID capabilities. So with that in mind, Apple decided, hey, let's make the transition just a little bit quicker. Um, so if the face ID doesn't work, so it, it, it goes to the um, enter your passcode screen a little quicker. This will help out a lot of frontline people who are still wearing masks daily um, but need to see their phones and get in just a little bit quicker. Uh, it's a nice little feature. Other than that, there's no major changes to write home about. There's a little... Um, update for the FaceTime features and other bug improvements and uh, hot fixes, such like that. I personally will not be upgrading to 13.5, and that is because I don't like to update betas right away. I like to wait till um, the hot fix releases come out, so 13.5.1 or 13.5.2, and that's generally because um, beta updates have left a, left a bad taste in my mouth, and I utilize my phone a lot for my business, obviously, so if something were to go wrong, I wouldn't want to have to wait until Apple came out with a hot fix for it to work right again, especially with all my business calls and such. Now, that's not to say that uh, you can't update to 13.5. That's just how I prefer to operate. I like to wait till the hot fixes come out for the beta releases. Um, if you want to upgrade to 13.5 or if you already have because you have automatic updates set up, uh, there haven't been any major issues to speak of. There was a minor issue where certain applications such as WhatsApp and Facebook and YouTube were having problems loading. Apple's already come out with a server-side fix for that, um, and the main fix uh, before the server-side fix came out was just to uninstall and reinstall the application itself, and it seemed to work just fine. Uh, other than that, there is also a jailbreak zero-day issue. Um so for people who jailbreak their phones to make them usable across platforms or do you know whatever they want to them, it's typically a very specialized market looking to jailbreak a phone. So the average person shouldn't uh, have any issues or run into any issues with that uh, security issue relating to jailbreaking iPhones and uh, operating iPhone operating software. So for those of you on the other side of the spectrum relating to the COVID-19 contact tracing software, it's going to be a little while before we even come into the realm of plausibility that Apple would be removing the contact tracing feature. Um, if you think, if you are thinking about holding out until they do, I have a feeling that we're going to be well into iOS uh, 14 or even into iOS 15 before there's a chance for that. And you're going to lose out on a lot of features and a lot of updates and hot fixes that are going to come out in between that time. So I would say if you have an iPhone at this point, there's no reason to um, hurry up and update right away. I mean, you can wait, you can do what I do and you wait till the hot fixes come out 13.5.1 or two or three. Um, but just know that eventually you are probably going to have to update your phone and those updates will contain the COVID-19 contact tracing software in them. Uh, as I said previously earlier in the podcast, 
There isn't any uniquely identifying information, nothing to relate to, you know, your name, your address, your zip code, your social, your credit card number, anything like that. Nothing like that is on the playing field when it comes to this contact tracing. All it is is a random, unique identifier that's ever-changing every day. Um, so I, I wouldn't be too afraid of the system as is. Like I also said, we need to keep our head on a swivel for state authorities or different companies who might want to alter the system. But Apple as a whole, as a company, has always been concerned for privacy and they've done a really good job at working towards their client privacy. Um, so I wouldn't be too worried about it just yet, but it is it is a variable to keep in the back of your head. Um, so with that being said, feel free to do the 13.5 upgrade or feel free to wait a little bit until the hot fixes come out. Um, either way, you can't really go wrong for, as of what I can see from right now. Um, and that concludes the meaty portion of this podcast. And like I said, this is just an introduction podcast. I will be interviewing people in the upcoming, upcoming podcast um, my first interviewee will be Cameron Darling, as I stated earlier, and he's going to have some pretty interesting things to say about Vegas and the changes that we're going to be seeing. So I'm really excited for that. Uh, well, thanks again for tuning in and as always have a wonderful day and a wonderful week and be sure to stay tuned to the website for future interviews and upcoming events. Thank you. And I'll see you around. And that concludes my intro.